What is going on? Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cinemania. I'm your host, Marvin Sandoval, here to answer the long question. The long... The question that I get asked probably the most, and it's the hardest to answer, is how to price yourself as either a photographer or a videographer. And I'm here to help you answer that question because it's a difficult one, especially if you are someone that is new that doesn't want to be taken advantage of or you don't want clients to take advantage of your skills or you feel like you're overpricing yourself or underpricing yourself and this is just a set of guidelines to help you along your way that's helped me establish a price that i feel comfortable with that i say that's fair and once I'm ready to bump up the prices, I know I've I've gotten myself to that point where I feel it's appropriate for myself to price myself at a price that's maybe higher if I decide to do so. So here are some tips to help you get yourself to the price point that you want. And also take this with a grain of salt. You can manipulate the numbers around. You can really d- dictate what you want. And this, again, has helped me a lot. So let's begin. First off, gear. Let's talk about what you're using. Are you using $5,000 piece of equipment? Are you using something that's around $1,000? What helps me figure out my daily rate for gear equipment specifically, or when I'm developing rates, is I'll go to the website called Borrow Lenses, where you can rent you know, a camera for a day. What's the cost of your camera for a day? Um, or the lenses, the SD cards, everything that you're going to use. Are you using a gimbal? Are you using a monopod, a tripod, um, lights? Are you using a flash? These are all things to keep in mind. The cost of your equipment, because this is expenses come out of your pocket, and you'll want to make sure that when you're getting paid or charging something, it's reflective of also what you're using and what they're paying in terms of just, you know, the equipment that you're using, just as a baseline. Again, some people don't even consider gear. Some people say, you know, it's more the talent versus the gear, which I, I will get to, but if you're starting off, you don't have a set rate. Gear should definitely be accounted for, especially if you don't have the gear full-time. I know a bunch of videographers that may not own a cinema camera or an A7R3 or a Canon 5D Mark IV, whatever, um, and rather they rent it and they expense the rental of the equipment. If you know your rental of your equipment costs about $300, that should be something that's already planned into your rate. You should not be paying for your gear. The gear should be already paid for or included in your rate. Uh, That's just the start. Secondly, travel. How far are you willing to travel to have that included within your budget? For example, I travel within 25 miles of Boston, Massachusetts without requiring any sort of travel to be expensed. But if I'm driving four hours to um, Canada or if I'm driving down to New York, travel may be included. And one way to add this is when I worked in admission, we would do 55 cents per mile. So if you're driving let's say 300 miles 55 cents per mile is probably just a little bit over 170 dollars more or less that is something to be considered because you're using fuel you are also taking uh into account you know labor on the car to make sure that everything's running oil changes tires air 
These are things to also consider if you're traveling far, but your your uh, rates, whether it's $2,000 for a wedding, if it's within an hour's drive and that you feel comfortable with that being included within the price, maybe use a tank of gas at most, um, that's something to consider if you're traveling. Also, if it's far, let's say you're going to Vermont. I did a, a wedding in Vermont a year ago and they required me to stay overnight. There, I, I will not pay for that uh, hotel for myself. Travel accommodations should be included. If you are traveling to Houston or to California, it should be expected that overnight accommodations will be made and it's nothing out of your pocket. So that is something else to consider when uh, discussing rates. Um, Filming and photo hours. Consider how many hours you're going to be filming or taking photos that day. Are you doing a wedding uh, where you're doing a wedding video or taking wedding photography and you're there for 10 hours? eight hours three hours how long do they need you when you're developing rates consider doing different packages do they need a photographer for three hours just for the ceremony and a reception or do they want the before the during the after the first reveal they want you to be there for eight to ten hours and then also consider um, how much you want to charge yourself for that do you value yourself at fifty dollars an hour or a hundred dollars an hour two hundred dollars an hour when you're thinking about how much you want to charge for an hourly rate um consider the hours of experience that you've put into the work have you been doing photography for 10 years and your experience you're a veteran you've done hundreds of weddings and you're one of the best or you're starting off and this is your first wedding for um what first wedding video and maybe you want to be a little bit on the conservative side let them know that this is your first wedding and you know you're valuing more the experience than uh monetary value these are things to be considered um when you're first working on your first rates once you're a veteran you've become very accustomed to knowing what others are charging or you should be charging taking a look at your work and also take knowing your clientele what kind of clients do you want to attract um work hours are important but also editing other things to be considered for editing is the organization if you're a photographer videographer sorting through footage organizing footage the editing process itself how much does your editing software cost the time to edit or put together photos and videos the rendering process uh, exporting and storage these are all things to consider when coming up with your rate um, how much does all of this cost are you paying for dropbox are you paying ten dollars a month twenty dollars a month are you gonna hold on to these photos forever or give them all the raw files are you giving it through a hard drive or are you using it through dropbox or another medium where it's through a cloud service if these are things that you're paying on a monthly service these are things to consider um and lastly i think this is also very important when you know discovering your rates is the relationship that you're going to have with your client are you going to be someone that's going to be there 24 7 to answer all of their questions for me i have an open door policy with my clients and some people are totally against that i totally understand why because sometimes it is a hassle when you get an email at 10 o'clock at night and trying to go to bed and you log into your phone are they going to be willing to pay extra for the fact that 
you're there for them. You're going to give them another revision at no charge. You're there to have coffee with them, make them feel comfortable. These are all things to consider. It's okay. I, I personally don't believe this, but I know photographers that make the client feel uncomfortable. They don't take time to establish some sort of rapport and they're just there to do their job. I'm not like that. I like to get to know my clients, um, get to know their personality, talk to them beforehand, during, give them ideas, give them my ideas, brainstorming, get coffee with them. When I'm working on commercials or more storytelling videos, I'll even go through a process of revising the script, rewording it, going through it, cutting the fat, developing a time estimate. These are all things to consider when to price yourself. And knowing the value of your time. Because at the end of the day, as, as content creators, people think that whether you're developing a video or taking photos, that you're just f- turning on a button on a camera, you do it, you throw it on a computer, and it's magic. No, there is a whole process to this. There's a lot of investing that goes into it. And you want to make sure that your rate is reflective of your work, your commitment, your dedication, and also the investments that you've made. Because ultimately, as creators, we make the first huge investment. We're buying a $5,000 camera. It's not just as simple as taking a photo. You're expecting to make that money back uh, from your investment and then build upon that. So you can make larger investments, take care of yourself, or take care of your family. So these are all things that I consider on how to make Uh, a rate and I hope it's helpful. I hope that you've taken some tips. Um, So again, just another rundown, how to price yourself, just a quick review. Think about your gear. Take a look at bowerlenses.com to see what daily rates are. Uh, Think about your traveling, how far you're willing to travel or the 55 cent rule in terms of mileage, making sure that the overnight or travel, especially when it's far away, is compensated. How many hours of filming and photos are you going to do and what you value yourself for your hourly rate? How many hours does it take for you to edit something together? Think about all these things and then storage. If you're using a cloud-based ser- service or you're going to buy a hard drive or you expect them to give a hard drive, that's something else to be considered as well. And then lastly, the relationship. How how deeply are you going to be working with your clients? Because people do want to feel like they're taken care of and it does take a lot of work. And if people want to feel taken care of, it should um, be represented in your rate as well, just to know that they're going to get this exceptional package and that they will be taken care of and that their their photos and their videos will be taken care of. So this is my ultimate guide on how to price yourself. I hope this helps. Again, this is for people who have never priced themselves, who are new to the video game, video, <laughs> yeah, video game, I guess, and the photo game. Um, who are just new video content creators or photo creators or just a content creator in general. And if you are already doing this, then maybe this uh, gave you some new advice and new tips that you may have not thought of. So thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. I hope you guys enjoy it and I'll be back next week. See ya.
What is going on, everyone? Happy Wednesday, and welcome back to another episode of Cinemania. I'm your host, Marvin Sandoval. I have some news which I'm really excited to share. In the upcoming weeks, I will be developing a mini-series to the podcast. If you guys have been following Cinemania for quite some time, typically I will interview either other creators, whether they're photographers, videographers, graphic design artists, entrepreneurs... Get them on the podcast just to talk about their experiences, their advice, uh, the adversities and obstacles that they would typically overcome, and kind of just share some inspiring stories with you all, and maybe even teach you a couple of tactical things that you can implement into your business or your craft. In the upcoming weeks, I'll be interviewing other creators that I've met along uh, the way, and within the last couple of months, um, I took a class uh, through Zach Kravitz, his cinematography course, and it honestly just boosted my craft. Uh, how I take photos, how I do videos, how I structure my stories. Um, And I'm going to have him back on the podcast, which is really exciting. And along the way, some other people that have taken his courses, who've reaped the benefits of his courses, and who've learned a lot and come a long way. So stay tuned. That's going to be really exciting the upcoming weeks. Uh, But first, let's dive into this episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to stay creative. How do you kind of beat creator's block? Now, I've been creating videos since 2014, so um, going into my fifth year, which is crazy, or 2015, I forget, three to four years, um, and it's very easy to kind of get into that mindset of what what do I do next? Like, how do I continue creating videos? How do I stay up to date? How do I not get bored of, you know, making videos and photos because, you start off with this excitement where anything you see you want to create everything you want to make as often content as you can to stay relevant to get your name out there but it comes to a point where you start to feel like you're in a rut maybe there's something going on in your personal life that's creating this lack of motivation where you just kind of want to stay inside you don't want to make anything you feel like you're kind of at a standstill and you feel like you're up against the wall in terms of creating. Now, I've personally felt that where maybe some of these I just don't want to create or just lose the motivation or I just can't get that creativity going. Like, what should I make? What story do I tell? Um, And it can be really easy to get into that. And a question that I often get is how do I stay creative? How do I keep creating new photos and creating new videos, getting new angles. Um, And I'm here to share with you three, my big three pieces of advice to any creator, whether you're a photographer, a videographer, you're a storyteller, you're a writer, a graphic design artist. I think these three can honestly really help you get through that continue to create, create new innovative creative thoughts, uh, and move you along. So let's dive into that. So number one, decompress. Typically when you are in the constant, constant cycle of just creating, 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 you don't really have time to assess stock, like slow down, see what you've done, see what you could do better. You're kind of always onto the next thing. So take a minute to decompress Watch television, watch a movie, play video games, or read a book. These three things, I know it's weird, but the idea is you, as a creator, you're always telling somebody else's story, telling your own story, whether it's through a photo, through a video. And sometimes it's nice to take a back seat, get in the passenger seat, 
and enjoy the ride. Watch some really good television. To me, that's uh, where a lot of my inspiration comes from. Some television shows like The Handsmaid Tale, that is an amazing show in terms of cinematography, how they set up their shots from an aerial view from the side view. Um, I would highly recommend if you can watch Handsmaid Tale, uh, that is just like absolutely amazing. Or the, um, the Haunting of Hell House, that is another great story uh, and how they get you to feel attached to the characters. Or watch a really good movie, watch a really good cinematic movie that is either entertaining or educational. Um, Interstellar is one of my favorite movies and I find a lot of inspiration just going back to that. Or reading a good book. Recently, I've been listening to audiobooks just because I suck at reading. And I've been listening to Pet Cemetery, uh, which for me has been really, really good. Just to kind of listen to a story, see how it's told, and for me to start thinking about how I want to start storytelling. So decompress, relax, watch a movie, play a video game, read a book. Two, go out and experience life. Um, I know this sounds a little weird, a little funky, a little, you know, hippy-dippy, but you can get a lot of inspiration, creativity just by talking to people. Now, it doesn't have to be a stranger off the street that you've never met, but take time to talk to your siblings, your loved ones, your friends, reminisce on the past, talk about the future, talk about what's going on in life right now. Um, I get a lot of stuff from, you know, my fellow photographers that I'm very moody in terms of my style. Um, and typically the mood comes from just like what I'm going through with, you know, friends, family, um, and just understand what other people have gone through. And I find a lot of creativity in that. Uh, go out and explore. Um, some of us have access to cars, some of us may not. Get on a bus, go away for an hour, get lost in the city, get lost in the woods. Be safe, of course, but go out and explore. And if you have a car, I live in Massachusetts. I can be in a different state within an hour. And that's very powerful. I'm very lucky to do that. But take some time to go out and experience life. Um, travel if you have the means to as well. But the idea is literally just to go outside, go for a walk. You'll be surprised the same path that you may run every day is going to look different during the winter, summer, spring, and fall. It's going to look different in the morning, dusk, evening. It's going to look different before it rains, when it rains, and after it rains with fog. It's so important to get outside of your house, get away from the camera, or bring the camera, or get away from the computer screen. So take time to experience, go out and talk to people, talk with your loved ones, hear some history about your family, go out and explore, and if you can, travel. I can't recommend it enough. I was just in uh, Barcelona, Italy, and I just came with this enthusiasm for just photography and storytelling. It was just absolutely beautiful, the architecture. Go out and see something new. And lastly, my third piece of advice for creativity, keeping the creativity going, is literally do anything besides create. I know that's very, contra like, it just is against everything that I've been saying, but again, we are always creating, we're always thinking, we're always thinking about what photo should I do, what video should I do, what is there to do? Stop. Literally. The best ways to get inspiration for creativity is literally not to even bother creating. Get away from it, 
stop thinking like that because creativity isn't something that you just make. It's something that comes to you. It's something that's in your dreams. It's something that you just come across during the middle of the day. It can literally come from nowhere. So stop thinking about creating what to create next. Stop trying to come up with ideas. Let them come to you. And it can be frustrating because it might be a day. It could be a month. And that's happened. A month of just like blah content. And then you start to get into the swing of things. Maybe you meet someone. Maybe uh, something happens in your life. Something happens at your work, job, family. Let creativity come to you. But get away from creating. Stop trying to create and just live life. And that's where a large source of my inspiration comes from. So I hope this podcast was helpful. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, leave it a five star on iTunes podcast, wherever you're listening to share it with a friend. I hope this is helpful. Go out, create. And if you're struggling with creativity, stop seeking creativity. Stop trying to create. Just take a back step. Take a back seat, watch a movie, talk to friends, explore, do anything but create. And that's how you'll become more creative. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Stay awesome. Bye.